This list could save your life. And by the end of it, you may never want to have a drink again. These are 12 health benefits of quitting alcohol for 90 days. Daniel and I have been sober for three months and two days. And so we've got some experience that we want to share with you to help you on your journey to sobriety. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to read one, then Daniel's going to read one. Let's just get into this, huh? Let's get into it. Cool. Benefit number one is the elimination of hangovers and hangover-related issues. That is one thing about... If that were the only reason, that would be enough Yeah, to just stay sober for the rest of our fucking lives. Yeah, so much of our lives are based around how you feel, the drag, the friction. The hours. Hours. The huge amount of time that's allocated to just... Yeah, you might sleep in, you might be slower to commute to your job, lose time there. Less less, enthusiastic, mm, on and on. The pain, yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely number one on the list. What's number two? Number two, we've got uh, increased mental clarity and focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge one, just being able to like form coherent thoughts. Yeah, not to slur your words even when you're hungover and actually say complicated words. It takes a huge amount of like mental focus to be able to like articulate your words when... You're like still slurring the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to be an intelligent human and formulate sentences and communicate with other people. Yeah, to sound and look good. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. What's number three? Cool. Uh, better sleep and quality of rest. I know that's a big one for me. I slept in today actually too, later the recording session. Uh, Cause I just needed more rest. And when I do sleep these days over the last three months, it's been like, I feel like I'm actually getting some rest when I go to sleep. So that's good. Yeah. On a deep, like cellular level, mm-hmm. actually being able to, to sleep. Cause we're, you're not sleeping when your body's just processing alcohol. That's not real sleep. Mm-hmm. We spent years actually with very little sleep. Yeah, true. And I know that there's a lot of like facts and science to back that up, but I'm just coming at it with an anecdotal, like that's my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Better sleep is just all around good. The immune system, mental health, hormonal health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth it. That's an amazing top three list here. Hey, I just want to remind you uh, to send in your audio questions. You can ask us anything. We got a page on our website. Uh, where you can press record and we get an audio message from you and we'll play it in an episode. That's a cool feature. Really want to make this more interactive and we want to hear from you. Uh, Please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. That goes a long way to helping us get this show to reach more people and help others get sober and stay sober. The links are in the description on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, We are always referencing things that we might mention if you're interested in learning more. Do check out the links in the description. And if you're watching this video podcast on YouTube and Spotify, uh, we do have chapters enabled so you can skip around to whatever of these 12 points might resonate with you more. Um, I think it's a cool feature, chapters on YouTube and Spotify. And do remember to follow us on socials. If you like what we're doing and you want to get to connect with us on a more personal level, we're posting shorts, excerpts, behind the scenes stuff on Instagram and TikTok almost every day. Okay, so number four of benefits of quitting drinking alcohol for 90 days is reduced anxiety and stress. Yeah, 
reduced anxiety and stress. First thing that comes up for me with that is like the shakes and just the the tension. Mm -hmm. It's a stress just to compose myself when I am like trying to go about my days. It's extremely compromising to the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of anxiety and stress with the nervous system there. So it's great after three months, uh, you definitely notice a relaxation of the nervous system. Yeah. <clears throat> Number five, we've got improved physical appearance, which is not something that I've ever been super concerned about, but it is nice to just like not have like the hollow eyes, you know, the mm-hmm. sallow skin, that color, that texture of the skin. Yeah, a lot of people uh, notice when they're drinking or hungover or both, like they get puffy face and there's inflammation going on. So a lot of that goes away within the first three months. Um, I've We've got some comments uh, just as recent as yesterday. Somebody left a comment on Instagram saying that we look younger and healthier than we mm. did when we started this show three months ago. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't really notice so much, but I guess other people are. But uh, yeah. I've gotten it a lot. Oh, really? Just in, in person. Yeah. Yeah. Less puffiness, uh, the bags under the eyes situation. I mm-hmm. think there's a tint in the skin, like a redness. You see it a lot in the, what is it, like the red drunk face or the drunk nose. People have like a red nose with the veins popping out and all that right. as alcoholism progresses over decades. Yeah. So a lot of the physical appearance can improve o- over the course of three months. That's a big one for people because you want to look good. Looking good can sometimes equate to feeling good. Right. So uh, number six is increased productivity and time for personal growth. That's been massive for me. Jesus. Oh, yeah. The amount of time I've been able to set aside, you know, just for personal development, personal growth, going inward, reading books. Hmm. Yeah. So you're reading more. You feel more productive. Yeah. You know, when you're like hungover. You just can't think straight, you know, you're just wiped out. But Mm -hmm. um, with that space now available. Yeah, you're seeing a therapist, you got your personal growth going on, really prioritizing time and energy for that. No question that you wouldn't have done that before three months ago. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've got easily, what, four or five hours a night where you can be productive? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. You personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fact. Yeah. And I love that because I'm really invested in learning about how to be more productive and right. in my creative pursuits. Is it my turn? Yeah. You got number seven. Number seven, improved personal relationships. That's, yeah. Uh, how does that show up for you right now? Uh, well, I don't really have many relationships. I don't have like, I don't go out a lot. So this one might apply more to you or other people. Yeah, because I'm in a very social environment, you know, with the chocolate tree. Yeah, you have a job in public and you're public facing and you're out interacting with people. Yeah, my personal relationships, I think, have improved just in the way that I've been able to show up more authentically instead of um, a person who's always recovering from a hangover or trying to get away from social situations so I can start drinking again. Yeah. Fact. Uh, One just came up to me that I remembered is I'm able to better have difficult conversations with people, Hmm. like things that are uncomfortable to talk about. Um, If I was drunk or hungover, I would definitely not want to do that because my nervous system wouldn't be able to handle 
the anticipation of going into confrontation. Yeah. And so now though, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I think there might've been, you know, with the client or something, there might be like some money talk that you got to do or something that someone did wrong and needs to be fixed. Like now going into a conversation like that is just like, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) More self-confidence and more self-esteem. I feel that big time. Um, Yeah. Just being able to, feel like I have the confidence to show up and not, I was just hiding. I just felt like so often I was just in the, this place of like wanting to be reclusive and, and go into the background and not be away from people. And, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt around just like drinking all the time, you know? And it's just like, you, you're kind of like living a lie sometimes. So yeah, the whole self-confidence thing. Now I can actually feel like it's okay to to show up and not have to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Because um, when you're just in the throes of addiction, your self-confidence and self-esteem is just very low. And it's amazing how much it can rise after three days, three weeks, and three months. Now just imagine three years. Yeah. Our journey is just beginning. And so we're here to support everyone else on their journey, wherever they're at. And that's just a big one. Number eight, uh, number nine, the ninth benefit of quitting drinking after three months of sobriety is increased libido and improved sexual function. This could be a, a big one for a lot of people because there's whiskey dick. A lot of times when people just take alcohol, for example, not to mention if you're addicted to pharmaceuticals, there's all kinds of side effects that can decrease interest in sex. So if you're with a girlfriend or a wife or a husband, if you're in some kind of partnership, you know, if sexual activity is missing, more often than not, the relationship is going to suffer in some abstract or direct way. That's a big one, especially for younger people who are still out there in the game, on the field, you know, on the hunt. On the hunt. <laughs> yeah, this this one doesn't really apply to me so much these, uh, these days, but maybe someday. Yeah. What's number 10? Number 10, we got enhanced emotional well-being and happiness. Mm. Yeah. You wake up ideally, you know, there was, uh, for sure the first, I think the first couple of weeks, you know, I was like waking up, we were like full of like enthusiasm, you know, and like this vigor. And then it kind of like went into this deep emotional place. And there was a lot of heaviness as I got into, uh, all of this emotional material and trauma that I've been talking about now for weeks. Um, but even then, I feel a hugely increased sense of emotional well-being and beginning actually to feel the first signs of an authentic happiness, Mm. you know, going through all this material. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's really good to hear. It's really, um, affirming just after three months to see that happen. It just makes me excited for the next three months. Yeah, I think um, because there are a lot of people who are recovering from alcohol who are not happy. They don't, you know, they stay in a place of of misery. So I think that there's the potential for an increased emotional well-being and sense of happiness as long as, you know. If that's something you want. If we want it and if we're doing the work. Like Mm. you're staying very active on a passion project, this podcast and other things. And 
Um, I've been extremely proactive uh, in getting into inner material and inner work uh, to be able to access those states of happiness and emotional well-being that mm. I haven't really ever authentically have. Mm. I, I'm seeing this visually like being in the throes of addiction for years looks like desaturated and gray. Whereas when we liberate ourselves from that albatross and three months, we can start to see color bleeding back into our life and more saturation, you know, like you can actually feel good about being alive, maybe. Right. Well, number 11, the 11th benefit is financial savings from not spending money on alcohol or whatever your addiction, your vice was. Yeah. And that's when we talked about a few episodes ago, the money that we saved. You can track your finances through an app called I Am Sober and punch in what you might have typically spent on average. And I don't know what it was for us. It was something like, for me, it was something like 5000 a month. And like, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like five, <laughs> five, 5000 a year. Yeah. Right. Which came to, you know, some hundreds a month. And then. Yeah, I'm around $1,800 in savings right now because it was an average of $20 a day, mm-hmm. kind of a low ball. Yeah, so just a obvious huge benefit, just the money you could save to put in to some other things like paying off your debt or your family, investments. Taking a road trip. Taking a road trip, life experiences that you can take photos of and journal about and have memories, and create beautiful memories. Yeah. Um, good. All right, uh, and then number, number twelve, the number final 12 here, the final one. I mean, there's so, there's so many, many more, but this is just these are just twelve of the top ones. Yeah, you know, we could make this into a six-hour podcast if we right. want to talk about all of them. But yeah, the decreased uh, risk of health problems later on in life. You know, I remember a few years ago finding a fucking liver spot on my hand. It's gone away. Um, but yeah, I mean, because, uh, alcohol affects the liver so much that, you know, you start seeing liver spots as you get older mm-hmm. and those can be uh, one of the indicators of things like skin cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, you know, you eliminate all that excessive alcohol abuse and you get rid of hundreds of potential health crises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we may not think that that's so important in the moment if we're relatively totally. young and healthy, but yeah. I mean, there's just, just wait until you're 50, 60, 70, and then it all catches up to you. And then you can't fucking do anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's way or you're, you're going to start dumping like tens of thousands or more of dollars into. Which you don't have at that point because you spent it all on vodka. Right. right. So when you think about it like this, it all becomes very clear, Fuck, like yeah. what to do. Mm-hmm. Stop drinking now. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to stop drinking because, um, And here's one of the coolest things is, like you said, it's easier to stay sober than to get sober, right? Once you are sober, you've got that momentum. The more time you build up in there, you know, the triggers become less and less and less. You know, it's really like one of the most important investments in your health for the longevity of your life that, you know, that we have been able to do is just to, it's not too late. 40 years old, get sober. Mm Mm-hmm. So in summary with all of this, some final thoughts is, like you said, it's it's easier to get sober. It's easier to stay sober than to get sober. That's right. And I was thinking the other day about like um, people like just taking alcoholics, for example, who are like hardcore. And if they were to stop cold turkey, they would have problems, withdrawals, and might even need supervision. Yeah. Like for us, we weren't that far along. 
<clears throat> but I just kind of want to throw that out there for people who might be watching that are like really deep into it, you know, like we're not doctors and all that, but you know, see where you're at and play it safe. But nevertheless, for most people, whatever your vice is, it's easier to stay off of your drug than it is to. Yeah. And if, there's, and if there are things you need to do, like in, in that recovery process to make it a little bit easier, like some sugar, mm. you know, if you've got to occupy your time just by like filling the space, like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, for me, one of the things I was doing was like, oh shit, now I have like all these hours. Sophie's gone with her mom. I'm here by myself. I would, sorry. <laughs> I would, um, I would watch, I don't know, five hours of whatever television show or movie, something like that, you know, until I was just like exhausted. And I, you know, I would normally never watch. Yeah. It's not like you want to make a life habit of just lounging, watching TV no. and all this, but in, in times like this, within the first three months, like give yourself a break and allow yourself to fill that time with something that will keep you off of the, the demon. How much ice cream did you have last night? Yeah. So I had a whole pint. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Those things? Like, yeah. 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 And I know I'm going to have one tonight. I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. What flavor? Oh, dude, I love the mint chip right now. Really? Yeah. Dad, that was that was one of dad's favorites growing up, and I never liked it. Yeah. I still to this day, I don't like mint yeah. ice cream or mint most things. Tracy made chocolate. a grievous mistake. She went to the store and got me a pint yesterday. That wasn't the mistake, and I should be grateful, but <laughs> she came back with some sugar-free shit. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, I see the texture wasn't dreamy and fun. And I almost like hated it as I was eating the whole pint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like mad. I was mad at her in the oh world. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. But for now, it's okay because I think it's, uh, you know, for this temporary period is to allow myself to indulge in some other lesser vice, which is sugar. Yeah. Um, to So I, because last night was 4th of July and... You know, there was a temptation to have a barbecue and drink and the sunset and the good times and right. freedom. But I tell you what, man, I know Independence Day is about the liberation from tyrannical governments and all this with the United States. But to me, Independence Day also represents like the freedom from uh, oppression, oppression from whatever, even a substance like because the substance isn't just substance. There's energy behind it. Like that's why I used the word demon earlier is because there's like a dark, heavy, powerful energy behind addiction that can really just for sure. Take yeah, I didn't over. even think about this yesterday. Fourth of July, I didn't do shit. I just like hung out at my house reading all day and journaling and contemplating, reflecting, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I could have celebrated. I'll do that. I'll do that later today. Celebrate um, my freedom from the oppression of uh, the narratives that I've been holding since infancy and the mm. stories that came from early childhood trauma. Like I, I feel a huge sense of freedom that's just growing from the bondage and the burdens of those really controlling narratives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A true wouldn't, liberation. Yeah. Which wouldn't be happening if I was still drinking all the time. No, you'd still be in bondage and slavery. Yeah, and just a, unconscious of it. Not yeah. even aware of it, you know, a prisoner. Unawares. Yeah, it's like Carl Jung said, to make the, the real work is to make the unconscious conscious. Right. So Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance yeah. is a prison. I don't know. Yeah, whoever said that used to be taken to the town square. and Right. Yeah, so anyway, that's the 12 uh, benefits that we want to share with you in this episode of 
quitting drinking. Yeah, and if there are any more benefits days. that you guys can think of, feel free to leave them uh, in the comments. We'd love to hear those things and uh, recognize uh, you for your process. Most definitely. Yeah, so drop a comment with uh, some benefits that you've experienced. Uh, or if you haven't decided to take the plunge and quit your vice just yet, we are here to support you. That's what this is all about. So we want to hear from you. Drop a comment on YouTube. Send in those audio questions. You can find the link for that in the description. It'll take you to our website, thesoberbros.com. We got some stuff going on there. Check it out. And again, follow us on socials. We want to make this more interactive and connect with you. So... Until next time. Until next time. Stay sober. Stay sober. Stay free.